there no steps we can take as a nation to prevent gun violence? Or is this just how it is and how it's going to continue to be? Because when you say, which you always say, now is not the time to talk about it, what you really mean is there is never a time to talk about it. And it would be so much more honest if you would just admit that your plan is to never talk about it and never take any action. It's interesting. So Seth Meyers jumped into the political thing last night, too. We've got Jimmy Kimmel, who gave a long emotional speech. We'll play that a little bit later, because I guarantee you people are going to be using that in this gun argument that will be going on, well, for the rest of my life, but more uh, pointedly in the next couple of days and weeks. I found what Seth Meyers uh, said to be uh, ridiculous. I, I, well, it's just, well, it's factually wrong, and it's smug. From an entertainment standpoint, I just find it interesting that everybody feels like it's a, a good idea to jump into this political stuff now, when fairly recently nobody would have thought you yeah. ever want to get involved in these yeah. you know, divisive political issues. Well, we'll watch it play out, yeah. I guess, and, and more on that to come. Hey, Michael, another one absolutely must hear. You know, Jack asked me my favorite Tom Petty song, which is impossible to choose, but um, uh, Wildflowers. Uh, title track from that amazing album, which was originally going to be a double album, and there are lots of songs out there um, that he oh, kept saying he was going to put out. Somebody's going to well, somebody's going to start putting those out and making money off the basement tapes, or does, well, he, does he have a Tito Jackson in his life? Bootleg him! I want to hear him. There's a Tito Jackson in his life that's going to put all this stuff, trying to make money off of it. Well, back when he was with the Petty Five, mm. yeah, Tito Petty, Marlon Petty. So, uh, explain the software to me. There, Sean. So this is something called Liarbird. Um, there have been various sorts of kind of apps and tech things kind of working on this. And what it, the the elevator pitch of it is essentially Photoshop for audio. You can take pre-existing audio. Now, this isn't you, you chop up. Here's a part where somebody said and and then you put it next to somebody said tacos. And what? now you have right. somebody saying and tacos. That's not what this is. <laughs> what people do with the president now and then. Right. <laughs> sure. Very, um, yes. This, this more has to do with there are only so many syllables or sounds that you can make in the english language and given enough pre-existing audio tape of you you make all those sounds this program then puts those syllables and sounds into words and then you essentially just do a text to type you type in a sentence and then this program says what you typed in in the voice of that person wow so how much audio do they need of me to uh if i was going to do that this their website says they need as little as a minute, but the more they have, the better it gets. Wow, what and is I, this going to do if everybody's got access to this? I tell you what, you already cannot believe any photograph you see. Now, this is you all... You probably shouldn't trust any video you no, see. No, and And now, audio. Yeah, and it's still it's still early in the technology, so there you can't hear it, but you can hear there's some potential where you're like, oh, that's, that's kind of close. Oh, yeah, and it'll be ten times better in six months. So. Yeah, so here's their first demo that they released about, I think it was in April this year, and they have some other ones I'll play after this. John, have you heard about this new technology? Are you speaking about this new algorithm to copy voices? Yes, it is developed by a startup called Liarbird. This is huge. They can make us say anything now, really anything. The good news is that they will offer the technology to anyone. This is huge. How does their technology work? Hey, guys, I think that they use deep learning and artificial neural networks. Hillary is right, and I can tell you that their team is great. 
I wish them good luck. I'm sure they will do a good job. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> that is troubling. It sounds like it's a, we've imitated the voices of these world leaders after oral surgery. <laughs> <laughs> they well, all well, had right. that sound, or they're just a little numb. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's not perfect, but God oh, dang yeah. like oh, I said. Oh, my God, that's the beginning? It's, it'll be ten times better in six months. Right. And uh, so, yeah, we're very close to... Gee, somebody has your wife call you and tell you who knows what, right. for whatever reason. Oh, hilarious pranks. Or awful <laughs> pranks. Yeah, I know. And, I know. Uh, oh my God. So here's some more that they've been releasing recently where they said they take the tweets of, uh, these are from Barack Obama and Donald Trump, and then they use this to apply their voice to their tweets. Uh, the Barack Obama one's not as good. The Donald Trump one's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, save those for last. Thank you to all the first responders and people helping each other out. That's what we do as Americans. Here's one way you can help now. Healthcare has always been about something bigger than politics. It's about the character of our country. Wow. So those are those are straight from tweets. Here's some Donald Trump ones, though. North Korea is a rogue nation which has become a great threat and embarrassment to China, which is trying to help but with little success. That's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, the way Trump over-enunciates everything has got to be helpful to them in putting this North together. North Korea has conducted a major nuclear test. Their as, words and actions continue to be very hostile and dangerous to the United States. As a uh, an audio professional, uh, if you had not told me what that was, I would just say that is a uh, weirdly processed or not a very good recording of Trump saying that. I never would have guessed it was synthesized. Right, so no. in terms of being a weapon of the, the fake news or whatever, these would be... Oh, yeah, we got these on, like, some weird oh, yeah? cassette recordings, oh, right, sure. to justify the poor audio quality or it, something like it that. Was a, uh, it was a less-than-state-of-the-art phone tap yeah. piece of equipment, but he's clearly heard describing This is that. hard to hear, but this is Donald Trump in a hotel room saying that he hates black people. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and uh, boy, this is going to be fun. Signed cops who plant drugs in your car. Here, here's, a, place. here's a couple others. The United States is considering... In addition to other options, stopping all trade with any country doing business with North Korea. I will be meeting General Kelly, General Mattis, and other military leaders at the White House to discuss North Korea. The fact Thank you. that that's a computer generated is unbelievable. Sounds a little bit like Donald Trump doing Marlon Brando as the Godfather. <laughs> Make North Korea an offer they can't refuse. This helps the Russians, I think. I mean, because there's no way to believe anything. You can't believe the good stuff, and people will believe the bad stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it works both ways of anything that's out there. Yes. Oh, my God. This almost assuredly will be something to use to dupe the gullible. But I think is if oh. having people know that it's out there is the only way yeah. to combat it, right? Like, you have to say, hey, no, this is, a, this is a thing that can be done, verified, as we always do your homework, which sucks, but... That's kind of the modern news culture. Jack, Joe here. You got to run out and buy stock X. Do it right now. Dude, I'm telling you, buy stock X. I got to go. <laughs> and, you know, I never said any of that. And Jack is frantically calling his broker. Buying stock buy. X. Um, maybe I'll hit you with this real quick, just because we got like a minute, Nick. Fits in with internet craziness. It's not as well known as the Paul is deaded phenomenon, but in the early 80s, there was a rumor that Tom Petty had died and was replaced by an imposter. There's a whole list of clues on the internet found on uh, 
uh, and on albums and songs and then pictures and stuff like there's there are Internet sites dedicated to the fact that Tom Petty actually died in the 80s. And here's how we can prove it. I was exhausted as in I never want to hear another syllable about it by the Paul McCartney thing in like 1975, you know. And so this variation on it, if this is the sort of thing that amuses you, if like a cat, this is a ball of string for you, I I hope you enjoy it. And when you're done, I'm sure you'll go poop in a box because that is, you know, intellectually probably appropriate. So everybody's phones were dinging if you have news apps with Tom Petty has has died yesterday. And then then word came out that he was back alive. I wasn't following that closely, although I thought it was a... I don't know, a Jesus thing had happened. I was forming a new religion briefly, and then... Uh, I, I admire the guy, but I didn't see that happening. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and CBS, the same network that brought you that lovely lawyer who had no sympathy for the shooting victims because they were trunk country music fans and perhaps Republican, um, uh, was uh, the leader in reporting he was dead, then undead, and the rest of it. You know, it's funny. I heard massive heart attack, cardiac arrest on life support, and then he's dead. Well, he's not dead. It, I just... I figured, well, his life is essentially over. He's on one side or the other of, you know, no brain function. You know, it's it's just not that big well, a deal. I but. wasn't following closely, so I just, I had no idea what was going on. But yeah. the, so briefly, it was very popular, the whole, they can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Since right. he came back alive again. There's there's no <laughs> avoiding that. I find it somewhat unfortunate, distasteful, yeah. Yeah. but undeniably funny. I thought, okay, cool, he didn't die. It was just one of those weird media things where somebody ran with a rumor. Because that happens I, regularly, too. I had about a 3% hope it was all, just all wrong. Now and then they'll say a celebrity is dead, and the celebrity will tweet, hey, I see all the tweets that I'm dead. I'm perfectly fine. I'm on vacation here, and blah, blah, blah. Right. That wasn't the case here. Eh. Yeah. Uh, we have more awfulness and more joy. We have awfulness and joy to bring you. Uh, this song's so beautiful, it's going to make me sad, though, Michael. I asked for it, I know. So do you want to hear from Jimmy Kimmel and get into that whole thing? No. No. I think maybe we ought to. It's going to be the political discussion this week. It's only Tuesday. There's some legislation this week that's uh, up. I forgot I'm on vacation. You're on vacation. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Go away somewhere all bright and new. Orlando, Newtown, Aurora, San Bernardino, every one of these shootings, the murder used automatic or semi-automatic rifles, which are not weapons you use for self-defense. They're weapons designed to kill large numbers of people in the shortest possible amount of time. This guy reportedly had 10 of them in his room, apparently legally, at least some of them were there legally. Why is that allowed? I don't know why our so-called leaders continue to allow this to happen. Or maybe a better question, why do we continue to let them to allow it to happen? Five people got shot in Lawrence, Kansas last night. Three of them died. It didn't even make a blip because this is just a regular part of our lives now. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night jumping into the whole gun conversation. He's from Las Vegas, so uh, apparently felt it more acutely, although I think everybody felt it pretty strongly. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, if it's anything like the healthcare debate, his conversation uh, was used by a lot of people in, on Capitol Hill to bolster their argument or or be part of the argument. Um, you know, co- well, go ahead. Do you want to hear more of what he had to say? The more controversial part is coming. Yeah, I guess. I just uh, Jimmy or, Kimmel or, or has no. no more idea what he's talking about than anybody else. He's a funny guy. I enjoy his show. I enjoy his sense of humor. I think he is a kind and decent human being. But I, I, I got nothing from that other than that he has no idea what a semi-automatic weapon is. Uh, well, I think he probably feels uh, it's like football players taking the knee. I've got this audience, and I have a social responsibility to use it to do this. Yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah. I've been reading comments from people who say this is terrible, but there's nothing we can do about it. But I disagree with that uh, intensely because, of course, there's something we can do about it. There are a lot of things we can do about it. But we don't, which is interesting because when someone with a uh, beard attacks us, we tap phones, we invoke travel bans, we build walls, we take every possible precaution to make sure it doesn't happen again. But when an American buys a gun and kills other Americans, then there's nothing we can do about that. How many guns did the dude have, we're, we're now saying? 20 or whatever it was. It was, it was a ridiculous number with him in the hotel room and, a, and a huge number at home. 42 total. I forget what the split was between home and the, uh, the hotel room. At one point, this dude unleashed 280 rounds in 31 seconds, which is uh, unbelievable. Uh, and a little more from Kimmel. This is getting a lot of attention. The Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, a number of other lawmakers who won't do anything about this, because the NRA has their balls in a money clip, also sent their thoughts and their prayers today, which uh, is is good. They should be praying. They should be praying for God to forgive them for letting the gun lobby lobby run this country. Woo! That is a that is a strong statement. Paul Ryan should be praying for forgiveness for allowing this to happen. That's that's a heck of a thing to say. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you even begin with Kimmel? I don't, I don't know. Just go ahead. Let's play the last one, I guess. It's so crazy. Right now, there are loopholes in the law that let people avoid background checks if they buy a gun privately from another party, if they buy a gun online or at a gun show. So I want to show you something. These are the faces of the senators who, days after the shooting in Orlando, voted against a bill that would have closed those loopholes. These are the 56 senators who didn't want to do anything about that. Now, 90% of Democrats, I'm not talking about politicians here, I'm talking about people, and 77% of Republicans support background checks at gun shows. 89% of Republicans and Democrats are in favor of restricting gun ownership for the mentally ill. But not this gang. They voted against both of those things. So with all due respect, your thoughts and your prayers are insufficient. Two things on that. It is interesting to me, like the illegal immigration, that the loophole thing is one thing that there's tremendous public support for, but for whatever reason doesn't happen politically. It's like illegal immigration. The other part of it, though, is um, I believe this case, like so often happens, everything that's being discussed the next days wouldn't have made a difference in the particular instance we're talking about. Right. Like this illegal, guy, illegally altered firearm, that sort of thing. This guy did not have a criminal background or any history of mental illness that would have stopped him from buying guns um, legally. So, yeah. th- And that happens all the time. There's one of these shootings, then people talk about various laws that wouldn't have affected that shooting. So I just have a problem with that, passing laws that 
you're using in the wake of an event that would have would not have had any effect on the event. That makes it just look to me like you're using it as an opportunity for future things. And some of the other people were mentally ill, and, and maybe that would have helped. And I have no problem with debating these things and talking about them. I just find that Jimmy Kimmel has no idea what he's talking about. Sean came up with a statistic. The uh, National Rifle Association since 1998 has given about $3 million to Congress people currently serving Congress people and in candidates, I guess, or Congress people. Um, the NRA current, current members of Congress. See, that's one thing that uh, that Jimmy Kimmel doesn't understand. What the NRA does is organize voters, and so the the Congress people, if indeed anybody holds their balls, as he so charmingly put it, it's the voters. Now maybe the NRA fires them up, etc. Um, but I'm looking at the top uh, contributors to Congress. Um, from OpenSecrets.org, which is an absolutely fabulous nonpartisan website. And so they $3 million in contributions in the last almost 20 years. You got FAR LLC. Now, who they lobby for, I don't know. But they give 100% to Dems and liberals. It's $90 million plus dollars. Renaissance, Technolo- Renaissance Technology splits their money about 50-50. Um, and they've given $56 million dollars. The Las Vegas Sands. Is that the old, uh, what's that old guy who supported Ted Cruz? Adelson. Sheldon Adelson. Is that him? Could be. Uh, 100%. Uh, but he gave uh, $44 million. Then Service Employees uh, International Union, down at number five, $40 million, 100% to Democrats and liberals. Um, the top 50, the NRA, isn't even on the list. Doesn't even come close. Their $3 million could not get them anywhere close to the top 50. Uh, I would say on the, um, well, I'll read somebody's text. Uh, how many times has Kimmel gone on TV to bemoan shootings in Chicago? I only, I guess it only matters when whites get shot. Of course he doesn't believe that. But that's the same thing as saying we only care when people with beards get killed. And he said when people or kill people, kill yeah. people. Yeah. he said when people with beards kill people, we enact travel bans and everything like that. Well, those things are designed to stop people because we believe the people are what the problem is, as opposed to the guns. Right. And uh, in this case, that's why we're all looking at what was this guy? You know, what, what's his thing? Is there yeah. some way we could go after these kind of people? Right. To stop them from doing this. And they have an ideology, which you can recognize in their communications, et cetera, et cetera. It's, we do because we can. Um, and listen, I get, I get the impulse. We've got to do something. We must do something. But often the something you choose to do doesn't actually do any good. I mentioned earlier that, I, and I didn't know this, but in some of your countries where they've had hotel attacks, they're big hotels. You have to go through a metal detector and send your luggage through like you do at the airports. Are we going to start doing it in the United States? Uh, I don't know. This guy took in 10 suitcases, they believe, full of weapons. But, I mean, not only have I never been to a hotel in the United States where you have to have anybody check your bag, look through your bags. Vegas is specifically built on the idea, that guy's bringing in 50 suitcases. I don't know what he's got planned for the weekend. None of our business. This is Las Vegas. If he's got a whole bunch of uh, furry costumes and (laughs) pleasurement devices... And booze, we don't care. That's what Vegas is all about. Especially a guy with the reputation of kind of at the the stakes that he would play oh, yeah, he's for a, so long. Yeah, he's, he's a whale. He's right. a whale. Yeah, you get yeah you get all sorts of of perks and things that other people don't have to do in terms of things that they get brought up to your room, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that was a hell of a room he was in. If you see how far apart the two windows yeah. are that he yeah. shot out of, it was a big suite, the yeah. giant room. I wonder if that was a comp. I'm a whale room, or I think if he it was paid two for it. suites. 
connecting two suites. Yeah, which once again shows the level of planning you put into that thing. But, um, yeah, Vegas is built on the, hey, do your thing. I mean, if they started checking, checking bags is a bad term to use when you're talking about. Um, yeah, we get it. If they start searching, searching your bags, at the, scanning. That, that, that would change Las Vegas quite quite a bit. A lot of people bring drugs to Las Vegas. Vegas is whatever. What? We're not going to look. We don't want to know. Have a, have a party. Just spend money here. Uh, this list, you know, we'll post this list for you of the big contributors to Congress. Um, it's really interesting, really revealing. As a small government guy, I love this one. The American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees has given $15.5 million, 100% to Democrats and liberals. Their only cause is bigger government and uh, greater protections for, for instance, uh, VA employees who abuse uh, abuse their patients, for instance, or uh, local building inspectors who are abusive and inefficient and, and shake you down, rip you off. They can't be fired because of the brave work that that uh, lobbying organization does. It's a pretty revealing list. The website 538's got a whole bunch of gun stuff that I found really interesting and, and not on the side you might expect about the uh, gun violence in America, some of the statistics. Maybe we'll get to those, maybe we won't. I don't know. Depends on how much of this we think you need. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, you touched on this a little bit. Did gambling losses set off the Las Vegas shooter? We're I gonna don't care. T- God. Gonna, I know a lot of people don't? do. I'm standing I, up for the people who don't. I want a reason so it's not just completely yeah. random, mindless, you can't see it coming mayhem. I totally get that. Is there a connection between skipping breakfast and heart disease? And are you ready for the George Foreman, Steven Seagal pay-per-view fight? Stories coming up minutes from now. Uh, Armstrong and Getty. No. George Foreman and Steven Seagal? Yes. Parties at my house, everybody. Get, I'm getting it. Somebody, I'm getting it. I, need, I need ages and weights before we do in the news. The best you can come up is with. It a, is it a ring or a cage? Age in the cage. Tell me this is age in the cage. Are they, are they fighting over the last shrimp? <laughs> going to put a big meatloaf in the ring and just let him at it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. See the Tesla numbers that came out yesterday? Oof. I just heard they were funky. What, what's the story? Well, they were hoping to sell thousands and thousands of the new Model 3s. That was the Tesla, you know, more people can afford. Yeah. They, they've made 260 because you, you order them and then they build them. Yeah. They've sold 260 wow. when they're hoping for many, wow. many, many thousands. They've only sold that many, or are they, like, way behind? They've sold, like, 150. They've made 260. Oh, jeez. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. It's a shocking number. I mean, just, how's that possible? I live in, like, a super green community, so I've seen five of them. I've seen, like, like most of them. 20% (laughs) of them live in my neighborhood. I mean, wow. The rest of the country doesn't want them so much, I guess. Uh, let's uh, get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the life of the 64-year-old guy who opened fire on thousands of people at that country music festival in Las Vegas is the subject of an ever-expanding investigation. Relatives say he was a retired accountant and a multi-millionaire uh, real estate developer. They say he was also an avid gambler with status at Caesars Entertainment Casinos. He had the whale treatment. He probably yep. rolled in. He got the big room and the the booze. And I, I've only heard about it. I've never. Yeah, the guy was an accountant or something for Lockheed Martin yes. and invested his money in real estate and did well. Correct. In recent weeks, law enforcement and a casino executive say he gambled significant amounts of money. 
One source is telling NBC News the amount topped 10000 a day for multiple days, but it's not clear whether he won or lost. Now, the shooter's brother is saying it's like a job for him. It's a job where you make money, adding his brother could lose a million dollars and still have enough to live on. Was or that? so he claimed. Yes. We'll find out if that's true. Of course, the brother knows squat. All right. Haven't we decided that? But that's a common thing for gamblers to do, to talk about their winnings and never talk about their losings. And, uh, Marshall. And, and he could have he <laughs> lost it all. And like a lot of gamblers who lose it all, they kill themselves. And that happens all the time, except this guy, a scumbag, decided to take a bunch of people with him. Yeah. That's not an uncommon thing. As for the actual attack so far, searches have not turned up any notes, emails, social media postings, anything indicating how long ago he developed his plan. The Clark County Sheriff, Joe Lombardo, insists the shooter acted alone both prior and during the shootings. When a reporter asked Lombardo, now that there is no connection to terrorism, what could have been the shooter's motive? Lombardo said, I can't get into the mind of a psychopath at this point. As of this morning, at least 59 dead, more than 500 injured. And then the fascinating nugget that his dad was a psychopath, according yes. to the FBI, and on the FBI's most wanted list, yep. which is just an amazing thing. Well, and, and you know, not to make light of any of this, uh, his, uh, his dad escaped justice and, and fled to Oregon, where he opened an illegal bingo parlor. Master bingo criminal. Yikes. New study says heart disease. Bingo? Bingo. Bingo, yeah. That's right. He opened the bingo hall. Yep. Wow. And he had another sideline where he rolled back odometers on people's cars. Oh, good. And they busted him for that as well. Oh, he's a psychopath. He has no feeling for other right. human beings. New study says heart... He sold garbage disposals that were uh, black market, apparently. Among the things he did. Were they he's like in, more uh, horsepower <laughs> than is legal or whatever? You stick a canned ham down there, can and all, it's gone. <laughs> New study says heart disease can indeed plague people who skip breakfast. Researchers found that folks who skip breakfast had twice as much fatty buildup in their arteries. That raises the risk of hardened arteries and can lead to deadly heart disease. Now, some of the possible reasons they're saying for a lot of people, skipping breakfast is part of a cluster of bad habits. Those people. The old <laughs> cluster of COBHs <laughs> got the cluster of bad habits going. Yeah, those people tend to eat out a lot. They offer uh, nutritionally dubious convenience foods. And on top of that, skipping breakfast may have negative effects on appetite-regulating hormones, your blood sugar, huh. and insulin levels. That's why they say, you know, you really do need to eat uh, eat breakfast. And they're suggesting a hearty breakfast. Better to eat a hearty breakfast than have a... Uh, you know, a uh, less hearty lunch. You know, I've always wanted to adapt the lifestyle, adopt the lifestyle that they, they suggest. You eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and right. dinner like a pauper, yeah. they say. Uh, but that doesn't really fit. I mean, how many of us can do that? Yeah, exactly. Sit down to some lavish buffet in the morning. <laughs> Just a giant leg of hog. <laughs> breakfast, exactly. Then maybe a nice sandwich for lunch. Right. And then a, a nice grail of salad mead. at dinner when you finally yeah. have a little time. So did the uh, the corn pones of old uh, have it right then? You sit down to that big bacon, eggs, yep. ham breakfast, yep. really get it on? Sure. I'd like to right now. Yeah, me too. Former heavyweight... Of course, I have the cluster of bad habits. <laughs> Former heavyweight champion and grill master George Foreman is challenging action movie actor Steven Seagal to a 10-round bout in Las Vegas. Boy, I love watching old people beat each other. <laughs> Foreman tweeting, I challenge you. One-on-one. -on -one. I use boxing. You can use whatever. 10 rounds in Vegas. 
Corbin later clarified it would be hand-to-hand combat only with no weapons allowed. This is a good show with a baseball bat. <laughs> knives, etc. No, Oh, no. Oh, no. You're not going to have no, knives. No, okay. hand-to-hand only. Do we come up with any ages and weights for these two gentlemen? This is a surprisingly even tale of the tape. <laughs> now we have George Foreman, 68 years. Steven Seagal, 68? Yeah, 68 years old. Steven Seagal, 65. So, about wow. the same. All right. They, Damn near 70. They I don't both. know. Every year after 65, you got to give the edge to Seagal. 70-year-olds shouldn't fight. What are you kidding? There's nothing better. They both... <laughs> Stand at a uh, an impressive six feet four inches tall. Okay. Really? Wow. They uh, George Foreman weighs two hundred and sixty pounds. Steven Skull weighs two hundred and sixty five. That weight one is probably the most inira- inaccurate from my Google searches. Well, they're pretty much dead even. Then. But yeah, yeah, tail the tape. It's this seems this seems like a matchup that is perfect. And well, George for my television. Seagal was a professional fighter. Yes. Yes, he was a uh, a, a champion Aikido. Uh, participant in many tournaments around. He was a, uh, I believe, looking at his website, a 7th Dan degree Shihan in Aikido. He was the first (laughs) foreigner to operate an Aikido dojo in Japan. Oh, uh, Isn't an Aikido that dog? (laughs) No, that's an Aikido. No, that's where you get your furniture. That's an Aikido. The Aikido. You gotta put together your own furniture. This was all in his prime, and uh, I'd have to point out he is not in his prime. But since the late 2000s, like uh, 2001, 2012, it kind of came out that that Steven Seagal has been training a small handful of UFC fighters. He gives them uh, pointers. Now, okay, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. This is often laughed if at you by butter, fans. If you butter both sides of the muffin, it's <laughs> extra good. Is that yeah. point? That's, oh, yeah. that's one of many lessons he teaches. Uh, but no, like he's walked to rings with people from in the UFC and stuff. It's always just kind of been so funny let's, to me. Let's get back to the beginning of this. Is there some sort of personal beef, no pun intended, between them? It's well, not why clear. are they fighting it's, each other? It's not clear what led Foreman to challenge Seagal to a fight, but... It, Foreman is suggesting the battle could be broadcast on pay-per-view. He saw that Mayweather-McGregor money. He's like, you know what? There's a guy who doesn't box. I box. This is a battle of the disciplines. I'm all for this. Fat old guys punching each other in the face. Age in the cage. Party at my place, everybody. Age in the cage. Wow. Hey, you know, Steven Seagal is now a citizen of Russia, so you could have oh, U.S. Right. versus Russia. Oh, oh, right. This is like Rocky oh, IV. It is like Rocky IV. Yeah, beat the hell out of him, oh. George. <laughs> it's reliving Rocky IV if they were elderly. George Foreman in some sequined American flag <laughs> shorts. <laughs> yes! Oh, that boy. you can barely see because of his Dunlap. <laughs> <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. God, how do I not pay to watch that? <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's $100 to watch it. I'll pay 200 not to. A couple of wet blankets over here. This is this is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to get so oh. winded so fast. Oh, yeah. They'll be standing there with their arms hanging at their sides. <laughs> 90 seconds in. Ten rounds in Vegas. Forty seconds into the second round, George Foreman's wins via exhaustion. <laughs> A lying eight count. Uh, uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Then what happened? He met a girl out there with a tattoo too. Yeah, notice she got a tattoo. 
was wet. A lot of story songs with Tom Petty. Love it. Love it. Love this song. Thanks for tuning in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got some texts on a variety of topics, uh, as usual. Seagal and George Foreman sounds like a version of bum fights at Shady Acres. Um, after the bout, they'll enjoy a nice bowl of soup together and time for a nap. These are not bum. These two are at the top of their respected disciplines. At, you know, several years, several decades during ago. the Carter administration. Yeah. Actually, in Foreman's case, it was more like Nixon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well he had that short comeback where he came back and won oh, it as true. a 40-something. That's true. Yeah. He did. As a fat guy. Seagal gave up Aikido for cookie dough. It, it looks better in print. Aikido for dough. A cookie dough. <laughs> you got to say it like that. <laughs> Which is funny. That's hilarious. Uh, cluster That's great. Well played. Cluster of Bad Habits has got to be someone's autobiography. It's certainly at least a chapter. Cluster of Bad Habits. Uh, a couple of people wanted to straighten it out on the Tesla Model 3, and that's, I do remember this. There are a lot of people who put down the $1,000 deposit. Right. Between three hundred fifty and 400,000 people put down the deposit, but for whatever reason, they've only made 260 of them. Okay, so... It's a production problem. Oh, right. That's what I was kind of driving at. That's what I wanted to know. Fake news. Fake news! The, the, the fact that they've sold 260, you don't find astounding? They yeah, had, it's they a had slow ex- start. They, they had expected to make many, many thousands, and they've made 260. They lost the uh, directions or something. <laughs> we lost the directions. Uh, yeah, well, so, I don't know. How do you attach the doors? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. So there you go. Uh, oh, hey, uh, I just want to remind everybody. Cookie I, dough, Aikido. It's better than He friends. gave up Aikido in favor of cookie dough. Cook, it's funnier when Joe says that's it. That's really funny. <laughs> that's really funny. funny. Well played, my friend. <laughs> uh, so, uh, listen, I was just working through this, uh, finishing up during the computers. Uh, during the computer, Joe, just don't read and talk at the same time. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, I was uh, going through this USA Today article that explains to you why the new uh, operating system on your iPhone sucks your battery dry and what to do about it. And it's super, super helpful. Really good. Read it. Go through it. It's linked at armstrongandgettyradio.com. Is it yesterday's links or how do people find it? Our website just oh my god uh, yeah, yeah it's like it, Tesla's current production we just could probably rebump that up towards the top but yeah if you just scroll down a little bit it'll be from from yesterday so okay yeah yeah well worth it my friends trust me on this uh what do we have time for here Hillary Clinton the gun control thing here's a guy who explains why she was completely wrong with her. Discussion of a silencer, better known as a suppressor among people who actually, you know, deal with that sort of thing and how it would absolutely. She was just factually incorrect and has no idea what she's talking about just because of the the way they work and what they do to rounds and the kind of rounds you have to do and their effect on accuracy and firing and blah, blah, blah. She was exactly wrong. There are a. A, a certain number of Americans who 100% of their education about guns comes from Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, and Maybe what, the majority. Yeah, and, and so so much of the conversation is warped by the artistic representation of what we see guns do and not what they yes. actually are capable of. Yeah, that could be. And um, uh, what is the other thing I was going to think? Oh, I didn't know. So you can buy... Automatic weapons somewhere in the United States. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's rather a high fee you have to pay, and you got to fill out all the forms and stuff like that. But yeah, 
Hmm. So they're, they're it's the first time one's ever been used in a uh, a mass shooting um, in the modern era. I mean, Al Capone's Chicago, they broke them out with regularity. But uh-huh. I, I didn't know. I, I would have missed that trivia question if you'd asked me. I didn't know there was anywhere in the United States you could buy an automatic weapon. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm surprised the federal government hasn't uh, made that illegal at some point. While most states have. I just want to know where I can buy a good milkshake. That I can direct you to. As I've that got s- won't make me fat. Well, okay, that's a problem. Yeah. I've got a bit of a s- Steven Seagal's diet going, so I know where the milkshakes are. <laughs> God, when is that fight going to happen? It can't be soon enough. <laughs> America needs a distraction, and that's the perfect one. And also with their current ages, they can't wait too long. <laughs> right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.